Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey everybody, in this episode, I want to go over how you know it's time to pivot in your business and what that looks like. And I want to demonstrate this by telling you about the times in my life where I've been required to pivot in my business. Uh, before we get into it, though, if you get value from these episodes, do us a favor, give us some love, hit the button on Apple iTunes, give us some stars, uh, leave a comment. If we're doing a good job, let us know. If we're not, tell us that too, uh, but at least just let us know how you could get more uh, value from these episodes if you're going to do that. Um, also, if you're looking for more passive investment opportunities, head on over to our website, hbgcapital.net. Book a call with us. We look forward to getting to know you and serving you and your investment needs. All right. So let's jump into today's episode. I want to talk about when it should be time to pivot in a business. There's a lot of advice out there and I've given this advice myself. You just, you know, you never give up. Just kind of keep going at it. Keep going at it. So how do you know when you should give up on doing a particular task and when you should keep pursuing it? And I want to tell you, you know, my story on our business and our journey and how we got to what we're doing today in the hopes that it might provide some context for you. So, you know, I, I got started in my entrepreneurial journey by accident. I'm not an actual entrepreneur. I don't think I think entrepreneurs have these great business ideas and they go out and they're relentless in pursuing it. I'm an accidental entrepreneur. I got fired from uh, my job. Um, and that is what basically set me on this kind of experiment for six months. And it took me about six months to make money myself. And once I figured out how to make money myself, I was absolutely hooked. I, I joke that entrepreneurs are the only ones crazy enough to work 100 hours a week so they don't have to work 40. And that was, that was me. I don't think I made a whole lot of money the first two years. So I started out on this real estate journey. And the first few deals that I did were a flip uh, down in an area called Shelbyville, Tennessee, uh, a wholesale deal up in Madison, Tennessee, which is we flipped the property and made about $31,000 on it and a new construction uh, project in um, Berry Hill, Tennessee, a suburb of Nashville. And then we had a flip that we were doing in, uh, in Antioch. It was like my first four deals. I started flipping houses and started building that business up to uh, doing about 40 properties uh, per year. Ended up uh, starting a construction company and a capital raising company, an acquisition company, uh, materials supply business to supplement everything. But before all that started, it was just a fix and flip company and a wholesale real estate company. Well, that business actually did pretty good the first couple of years. And one of the things that I did a very good job of was I measured all of our key performance indicators. I knew how many mailers it took to get a contract. I knew how much I was spending to acquire that contract. I knew how much money to spend to get a certain amount of phone calls to ring. I knew how many phone calls booked an appointment. I know how many appointments booked a contract. So I had this nice, neat funnel on my spend. And so I was tracking everything from my key performance indicators with my marketing to the margins on all of our real estate deals. And at the time, man, we were, we were flipping properties and doing like, you know, making like 35 to 50 grand per flip on like a 200 to $300,000 property. 
And the gross margins on that are like, you know, 20, 25%. They're really, really good. I like those margins. It basically means when I look at like gross profit on a deal and we made, you know, we sold a house for 200,000. We made, I don't know, 250,000. We made 50,000 on it. All right. Well, that's, that's like a 20% profit margin. That's pretty good. I knew that the market could take a 20% hit in the four or five months it took us to flip it and we would still be okay. And so I liked that from a risk standpoint that told me we were in the right area. Well, over time, fast forward a couple of years and I noticed things were changing in our KPIs. One, our number of co- the cost to acquire a contract went from like $3,000 all the way up to $6,600. It no longer took, you know, 20, 25 phone calls to get an appointment. It took 40 phone calls to get an appointment. It no longer took six appointments to get a contract. It took 11 or 12 appointments to get a contract. And we were no longer flipping, you know, a $250,000 home and making 30, 40, 50 grand, nice 20% profit margins. We were flipping 400 to $500,000 homes and making 30 to $35,000. So the profit margins had shrank significantly and thus the risk had increased significantly. And that's how we knew that it was time to pivot when we felt uncomfortable with the business model that was working. We did not feel comfortable with these profit margins and the spin and the direction things were headed. Now, at the time, we had luckily been, we we had acquired this property that had been fire damaged and we acquired it for less than what the land was worth. So we knew that there were builders out there building houses on land that was, they paid more for than what we could buy this, you know, kind of half burned down house for it. And we're like, well, dude, the foundation's still good and half the home's still good. What if we just cut out all the black framing, hire a structural engineer, get the city inspectors involved and see if we can't make this work. And that's what we actually did. And we basically built and sold this house and made three times as much money in less time than we were doing this full gut remodel around the corner. So we're like, wait a minute, it took us eight months to remodel this home and we made like 35 grand versus we built this other home and sold it in six and we made a hundred grand. Why are we rehabbing houses? And at that point we made a pretty big decision. We decided to pivot and just do new construction spec. We pivoted. And when we cut that out, like it was great. Like we were doing infill deals. We were the builders. So we didn't have to pay a builder fees. All of, a, all of a sudden, like we had a lot of opportunities that were a deal for us that weren't a deal for other people. And we just went ham with these teardown, uh, build to spec deals where we go to these areas that the city had rezoned the whole area to like a higher density. And we would tear down these old crack houses and we would build two really nice new homes in its place. And this strategy worked really well. Up until COVID hit, and even during COVID, it still worked well, but the aftermath of COVID, the rise in energy prices due to uh, the supply chain issues, due to the war in, in Ukraine, like all these things kind of went together and all of a sudden the price of construction just shot up through the roof. Man, it was it was crazy. We were getting emails every month from supply places like Lansing saying there's been an increase, there's been an increase, there's been an increase. And at the same time this was going on, the Fed started raising rates on all of the, uh, basically all the, all the asset classes. They started raising interest rates, which influenced 
um, the appreciation rate of the homes. Because at the time, you had crazy inflation in your construction costs and you felt it on the front end. But when you went to sell the home on the back end, the same forces that were causing increases in construction costs were the same forces that uh, were causing home prices to appreciate. Well, now interest rates have come in and capped your exit. Your exit is no longer growing, but your construction costs are. And so that squeezed margins. And so at the time we were building these, these really, really nice homes, you know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars in around the core of Davidson County. And we were like, holy cow, like we, you know, again, we went from these like 20, 25 really sexy profit margins down to like, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 percent. We didn't like that. And at the time, you know, we were ready, we were getting ready to, to build quite a few homes. And we got a knock on a door from a national builder who saw that we were developing these, uh, these lots to, to go vertical on a lot of these homes. And, uh, they said, Hey, we, we want to buy your, your finished pads from you. And we said, well, I'm sorry, but you know, we're, we're going to build on this and it's not for sale. And they said, well, we'll offer you this for it. And we said, well, now it's for sale. And so we took that deal and it was one of the better deals that we've ever done. And that's how we got into doing a lot of land development. And so we ended up doing uh, multiple other land development deals and just saw that it didn't have the crazy price appreciation that all of your new construction vertical SKUs did. And that allowed us to add doing uh, land development to our portfolio. Um, this wasn't like a full business model pivot. You know, we're, we're still building homes, but we realized that due to the interest rate risk and the rise in all the costs and the extended timeframes it took to build these super nice semi-custom homes, we had to pivot. And we ended up pivoting to doing entry-level housing. And so like at this point, like this price point did not see any blip in the aftermath of COVID and interest rates. You know, the homes that are in that, you know, like 350 and, and less price point, that first time home buyer home, that home buyer that a millennial that makes up over 30% of the home buying population um, can buy because less than 10% of homes that are being built are like qualify for entry level housing that like these millennials can buy. They're at prime home buying age and there's no inventory out there. So we saw a huge opportunity to again pivot and what our product was and at the same time add this land development to our uh, portfolio. So we were just listening to the market, kind of feeling things squeeze us. And that's how we knew it was time to pivot when we didn't like how the business model was currently working out. And when you're scratching your head going, how did this used to work? And it's not now. Pay attention. Make sure you're measuring everything and see if the numbers are telling you whether or not it's time to pivot. We pay attention to the numbers. I want to see really nice profit margins of 20, 25 percent on all of our deals. And if they're not, then now it's time to start asking the question, you know, do we need to continue with this current uh, model that we're doing at the rate that we're doing it? And I'll tell you, it can present many opportunities, which is how our supply company got born. The stress and rise in all the construction materials forced us to go overseas and get creative. And again, um, I did an episode about the three R's uh, for business and life. And one of those R's was resourcefulness. We could have been one of those that just sat there and said, hey, we're going to uh, just close up shop. We're not going to build anymore. It's too expensive. None of the places in town have anything that makes sense for us to build. We're just going to give up. Or we can say, all right, let's get resourceful. 
let's go overseas. Let's see what importing some of these things look. Let's see what other countries have these products priced at. And we discovered you could literally buy building products landed and shipped for 20 to 30 cents on the dollar for what you can get it for in the United States. And it's even better quality sometimes. This opened up our eyes to whole new possibilities. We were able to eliminate the supply chain issues that we're seeing. No more were vendors telling us, oh, sorry, you're going to have to wait for products. We're able to get it in our warehouse and be able to pull it when we needed it and save money at the same time. And this allowed our new construction products, uh, projects that were getting hit really hard to continue to, to do well and not hemorrhage profits. So it allowed us to pivot and it opened up a whole new opportunity we didn't see coming, which was the ability to actually buy and sell some of these supplies. I love the supply business because we already have to do it. We're already buying it for our own builds and for us to be able to order it for our projects and then also be able to leverage that buying power to then buy and sell to other builders and other developers and other contractors, it has created another revenue stream. So one crisis, it opens up doors for you if you let it. At least that's how it worked for us. And so I hope this this gives you some perspective on you know when it's time to pivot and you know when things are going well. Um, you know for us, it's, it's literally just kind of looking at the market, feeling how things are going in your business, and most importantly paying attention to your numbers and your profit margin. We'll see you next time.